every freaking second of the day, I'm going to do it. Everybody wants to be mother freaking wealthy. Are you willing to adapt? Are you willing to change? How uncomfortable are you willing to get? How willing are you going to be to allow me to help you? This is a marathon, not a sprint. You give up your right to be average and ordinary. You gotta show up earlier, you gotta be here later, you gotta hit harder, be more productive, be more focused. If you don't see it that way, you will fail at it. You guys have been the pillar and the backbone of Planet First Life now for quite some time. Keep growing. Good morning, everybody. Andrew Taylor here. Today we're doing a Q&A with Sean Mike, the CEO of Family First Life. Sean, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me, bro. Yeah, you starting to like it. All right, so we have some questions from the agents. We picked three for today. Okay. The first one is from Jacob Dazig, and it is, how do you transition from relationship selling how do you transition from relationship selling to selling leads? How do I transition from relationship so selling? So warm market to Got it. converting okay, I didn't leads. Even, I didn't see yeah, that. Yeah, it threw okay. me off for a second. All right. Um, you know, Jacob, I didn't sell. I thought it was harder to sell to people I knew. I mean, I, mean, I sold some policies to people I know. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, I did. But I think that was harder for me. Because they didn't ask me for anything. Like, I knew them, and I wanted them to buy life insurance. I, th that was harder for me. Um, so I, I don't think there's a big transition. It actually should be easier. Um, I'll talk to you about lead selling. Because at the end of the day, let me tell you why most most people, I still hear it too. We just did it the other day in a call. I'm like, God, I just, dude, why can't we just know that every lead wants our help? Like, I'm and still. needs the, our help. What's that? And needs. We know they need it, but that. But you could see that's an argument. I'm glad you said that. I could say you need it, but if you don't want it, so what? That's true. Okay, you need it, and I acknowledge you need it. But if you don't want it, that's like me going, "Hey, Andrew, you need to be in better health." But if you don't want to be in better health, I can't help you. You filled something out and sent it back. You want my help. But we, we get so big and so caught up in these things, and all of a sudden people are like, well, how many people are going to say no? What kind of lead is, dude, are you serious? So, Jacob, the answer to lead selling is, if you've ever sold anything without leads, which I've done a bunch, it sucks. With leads? I don't give a damn if it was on a, if, if, if you took a marker on this paper towel and said, Tom, I need life insurance, call me. I will sell you a freaking policy. It's a lead. And the reason that we get so, because that, and that, that's, it's a good question, by the way, and I mean it, it is. But it, it's a testament to how far we've gotten from where we used to be. When we started the company, we only had lead inventory that was years old. And we sold life insurance. I helped over 100 families each of the first three months. And not one lead was newer than a couple years old. Okay. What, I'm magical? No, I called people up and told them I was coming to their house. They filled something out. They said they didn't remember, and I said, that's why I have to come over. They said that was a long time ago. I got my house four years ago. I'm like, that's why I have to come over. But I know, that's why I have to come over. Can you sense why? It, my attitude was that where I knew you filled it out, and I knew you needed my help, and you wanted my help. 
See, your family and friends need your help. They didn't ask for your help. They never said they wanted it. Of course they need life insurance. Of course you know your brother, your mother, your father, your grandparents. You know they need it. They didn't say they wanted it. So, Jacob, the answer to your question is lead selling at its purest and finest is knowing that everybody wants it. And when you have the right attitude, Andrew, if I call 10 leads or 100 or anybody that asks a question behind me, I can't see, calls 10, calls 100, I'm going to get more people to say yes. It's not because I'm better. I expect them to say well, yes. you just recently grabbed a batch of leads. and Yeah, booked. instant internet life leads. And you just booked a bunch of appointments. I booked 21 or 22 off of leads that the person that got them said, nobody will book, meet with me. And I was like, all right. Hey, Andrew, Sean, Benefit Center, fill this thing out. Yeah, somebody's calling me. I know. Anyway, like, yeah. And and then the person actually sold $10,000, $12,000. It's not complicated. It's your attitude. You're going to get back what you bring in your attitude. If you limp in, you will be beaten down. They will take that ambivalence on your part, think you're trying to sell them. See, it's funny thing. You think you're trying to be nicer, but you're actually convincing me you're up to something because you're being weird. Like, and I've done that in my life. And I go, hey, I'm sorry, I'm never going to do it again. And I mean it. Like, I, but you're, you're, you're ambivalent about talking to the person. And then they're thinking, damn, I filled the thing out. Dude's being weird. Okay, hey, forget it. Just don't forget we filled it out. Why? Because you're uncomfortable. So that lead selling, please, for the love of God, know they want it. They asked for us for it. And that's it. It's all we need to know at its purest and its finest. Yeah. Um, next question is from uh, Neil McMinn. And I'm trying to understand it. Okay. What do you, I'm going to summarize it. What do you do to stay humble and hungry? Well, I, I, I can tell you unequivocally that if you get egotistical, you'll, you, um, it'll go as fast as it came. I promise you that. And I think some of our people have learned that. They've, they've gotten, and I, I've seen, I see it in sports, business. You know, confident is not egotistical. You can be confident and humble. You know, I'm confident. I feel good about myself. feel good when I walk in the room. feel good that I can be successful. But you don't have to be egotistical. So, Neil, I stay humble because this is not a complicated business. And I want to see everybody win. And I don't know they're going to win. You know, I, I know they can win. It's not, I'm not the reason they're winning. And I know that. Um, so the humility part is pretty simple. I learned a long time ago, if you have a big ego, you're not going to have a big business. You can't have both at the same time. Um and the hunger part is about helping other people. I mean, that'd be like you're a parent, and then they go, hey, you know, we need somebody to coach the team. You go, I'm not coaching the team. That has to do with kids outside of mine. Hey, we need somebody to give back to the to, to the rec center. No, my kid doesn't use that. That's not about me. I'm not, I'm not giving back. Hey, this kid's got some problems, and his dad's not around. I'm not going to help him. He's not my kid. That's all you're doing in business when you don't stay hungry. I got mine, and I sure as hell am not helping other people. And that, to its core, is self, that's as selfish as it gets. It's inconvenient for me. So people lose their edge, and they don't like to hear this, because they don't care about anybody but themselves. So when Nina and Hayden go, man, work on the weekends, why don't all these people work? I'm like, because they don't care about anybody but themselves, dude. They only care about, about themselves. Everything for them is about them. They genuinely don't care. 
So no, they don't care. That's why they don't work. Like, why would they work? They don't care. So they have enough money, or as you said, and I call with you recently, most people on this call are doing well. Yes. So they go like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to slow down. And it's, it's, it's kind of broke mindset 101. I have enough for now. I shouldn't do any more until it's not now. It's tomorrow or in a week or in a month. And you're like, damn, I wish I had done this and this and this and this and this. So I think it's one of those things where at the end of the day, we got to put ourselves in a position to understand that you will lose or you won't grow. And here's the other question, Neil. Who wants to follow somebody as egotistical? I mean, I've been asking people lately because I, I tend to, I get, I've said this to you, and I get frustrated at times because people won't be direct with people about the stuff in the business, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, on a scale of one to egotistical man, megalomaniac, where do you think you fall? And people get quiet. And I'm like, ask people around you if they're going to be honest with you, dude. Everything's about you. Me, 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 and me. And I don't, I just don't like that. I've never liked that. I, I, I think it's awful. I, I don't like to hear it. I don't like to be around it. And I choose not to participate in it. I'm just not going to, you know. So, um, Neil, I, I do it because I have to. I do it because I'm supposed to. And I do it because there's a lot more people out there that still need help. And I don't want to hurt the business. Those are the reasons that we stay humble and hungry. Love it. Uh, next question is from Adriano Andrea. And it is, why do you think that some agencies get stuck at a certain monthly issue paid premium? And what is the best way for them to grow through those plateaus? I think a few things. I think they don't keep learning themselves. I think if you get stuck or you plateau, it's because you stopped growing yourself, right? You 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 knew what you knew and you got to that point you didn't ask, you didn't seek out help. You know, you kind of squelched some of the growth yourself. Also, a lot of times I see how hard people work to begin with. And, you know, it's this, it's this weird thing. Like my agency starts doing... Starts helping two, three, four hundred families a month. Now I must be the businessman or businesswoman. I must now come in at eight or nine and I must leave at four because I'm so busy and I must not go out and sell life insurance. And I'm now the businessman or businesswoman. And look at me and everybody does look at you. You know what they think? Lazy, complacent, selfish. I don't have mine. This couple said to me the other, you know, a month or so ago now, broke my heart. They said, I can't follow that man. And I said, why not? And they said, because his family's fine. He has everything he needs financially. And he doesn't care if ours gets, if ours is ever fine. And I unequivocally know that about him. That makes it hard for me to follow him. Well, you're adults. You can do what you want. We can show you everything you need. You don't have to follow him down the, but it's sad that people get that way. I got mine. Forget about you. And uh, that's a terrible place to be in, to be honest with you. So I, I just think that those groups tend to plateau when people, again, we keep talking about losing their edge. But also, people follow workers, but people follow dreamers too. Like, the stuff I said to you when we started the company seemed like a pipe dream, but it was intriguing to you. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It seemed like a pipe dream, but it still caught your curiosity. Because it was freaking intriguing. It was like, why does he think that? Why does he believe that? That's confusing to me. And I think that people tend to stay around and watch a little bit. Because most of us don't want to live boring, bland lives. 
We just don't. We want to have some kind of excitement. Mm -hmm. And I think that when work can be out of the box and challenging and, and competitive, I think that attracts a lot more people in the business. That's huge. Because, yeah, you're right. If you just said we were going to, if you didn't say we were going to go do this crazy thing, it wouldn't have been fun. No. For what? Yeah. To, like, just make enough money to pay our bills for the next 25 years? Would you have been jacked up about that? No. Changing the industry, being a disruptor, challenging people, getting agents to quit where they're working at and come work with us because they're getting screwed, teaching that no lead sucks, teaching that no leads equals no money. And that's a fact, that no leads is no money. And ask anybody that's done it. It's an, an absolute fact in the middle American market, simplified issue business, no leads, no money. You want to be a broker, you got your series this and all that, and you have clients, you'll probably go make them good for you. You network with people, find that all about it. But to go out in today's world where it's not even remotely like it was 40, 50, 60 years ago, and go find a bunch of people that you don't even know to buy life insurance from you every week, I, that excited me to change that. That excited me that people that got upset about it. That excited me that they would market us because of what we said, and they'd push people to us, which is really bad business, which I love. And they would get upset, and they'd get emotional. It was exciting to me that our comp was so high. It was exciting to me that other people weren't going to change. It was exciting to me they were trying to shut us down and shut us up because their comp was low, these IMO. It was exciting to me. Mm -hmm. I'm competitive. I want to see people win. That's huge. Thanks for joining us, guys. We'll see you next Saturday, 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on Instagram at Sean Mike.